Hey everybody, welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host, Chris Allen. How's everybody doing? Happy New Year. Yeah, it's late. Guess what? I switched the days. I am now going to be uploading my podcast on Wednesdays. Just to switch it up. Something different. Just try something new. But um, welcome to 2022, everybody. Um, it's, what is it? We're 12 days in. Man, we lost Bob Saget. We lost Sidney Poitier. We lost Robert Durst. <laughs> what a what a fucking weirdo that is. Um, I thought my wife knew about Robert Durst. She did not. She's she's typically on top of murder, and uh, she was not on top of this dude, so to speak. That sounded weird, but uh, yeah, we're watching Jinx right now on HBO. I, I know it's been out for a while, but uh, pretty wild story. Uh, if you haven't watched it, check it out. If you haven't watched it, you're way behind the curve like us, but. I digress. Anyway, as usual, off the top, I'm going to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you guys for tuning in, downloading, streaming, watching on YouTube. However you take in my podcast, I appreciate it. So thank you. Uh, tell a friend, enemy, coworker, tell somebody about the podcast. If you're new, welcome. Uh, this is me. I ramble for about 20, 30 minutes about shit going on in my life, my son, how I feel about stuff. Sometimes it can be very political. Sometimes it's silly. Sometimes I can be very upset. Uh, but this is why I do this, to have an outlet to talk about what I want to talk about. So if you don't like it, you can leave. If it's boring, you can leave. I don't, it doesn't matter. So, um, man, uh, glad to see yet another year. Um, I guess I'll just jump right in. Uh, for those who don't know, we have a nine-year-old son. His name is Miles, and I like to talk about the different things that he's going through. Uh, you know, some ups and downs, some highs, some lows, and sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small, sometimes it's really much of nothing. Um, I gotta say, man, he's been really uh, brave lately. Um, I might have mentioned this before, I can't remember, but I can't. Uh, this this for New Year's this year, we we did something a little different and impromptu. Um, for some reason, he was talking about how he really wanted to break glass. And I get it, man. He's a little boy, and breaking shit sounds and looks fun. Let's, let's be honest here. People like to break shit. And I was just like, man, I would really like to give him this experience. It's New Year's Eve, I, and um, I came up with this idea. I was like, how about this? How about we write all of our uh, fears and things we want to leave behind in 2021? We write them on these glasses, and then tonight we can go outside and break those glasses. So that's what we did. He wrote fear, anxiety, and all this other stuff on his. My wife wrote some stuff. I wrote stuff on mine. And uh, we went out into the driveway. I found a nice little corner, and we broke those glasses. And I'll say he's he's had a pretty good year so far. Um, he's really st stepped up, I, I, I'll have to say. Uh, we had a little COVID scare over here. We had to take multiple tests, and uh, he's – just like me, very skeptical, um, weary, and fearful of medical shit, <laughs> like anybody. And um, yeah, he he took the test like a champ, man. You know, putting the, the um, swab up his nose, he did not like it, but he he got through it. And we actually sent him to the doctor as well, just to get a, a real official test done. Uh, we all came back negative, but. Uh, he really faces fears in, in, in taking these tests and, you know, and dealing with the the uh, um, just thinking that they, that he possibly could have COVID. He's a he's a, just like me. I'm very scared of all type of medical shit. 
And uh, I have to give it to him, man. He he's really he really impressed me and my wife with how um, brave and mature he's been about all this. He he got through it, and I think he's starting to really see like, oh, okay. A lot of times my fears aren't as big um, as I make them out to be in my head. So uh, shout out to my little man. He's he's really showing some growth. But uh, yeah, he's um he's been out of school for almost three and a half weeks now. We we had the two week break, and then we had a big snowstorm, and then uh snowstorm what else happened we had a snowstorm they shut down for a couple of days and yeah that actually that whole week they ended up being off because of just the weather and then uh, i took them out friday i took him out friday to play in the snow with some kids and ride some um ride some sleds to go sledding fuck am i talking about riding sleds and he had a good time i, I went down the hill a couple of times um I, I used to love that shit man Back in Rochester as a kid, there was a park across the bridge not too far from my house. It was really within walking distance, but this is where everybody went, the Maplewood um, Park. Huge hill. I mean, there would be dozens of people out there, you know, 50, 60, sometimes 100 people, just big groups of kids, families and stuff. People would have their toboggans and all types of sleds and, and cardboard boxes, all type of shit, man. It just brought me back and um, had a good time. And, uh, yeah, he wouldn't play with the kids for a while. And, and I want to say Sunday, my neighbor texted me and said, Hey man, we, um, I wasn't feeling well. And I tested positive. I ran out, got some tests. Uh, we all came back negative and just to be sure we, that's why we sent him to the doctor. We didn't want to send him back to the to school. Uh, just taking those by next tests, which I don't get. It's just like they they say like if it's positive, it's positive, but just because it's negative doesn't mean that it's actually negative. And it's just like, well, what the fuck am I paying for? Why did I even get this thing? Just say, just say if you if you if it's a positive, you got it. I don't know. It, it just seems like a waste, you know, that they can't guarantee the uh, the negative result, which is fucking weird. But to be honest, like I try, I really try not to even think about all this shit because it's it's so confusing. So much of the shit just doesn't make sense. Uh, the rules and all that kind of stuff. The it doesn't. But to me, what does make sense is wearing a fucking mask and getting the vaccine. Or if you don't want that, just make sure you stay away from people and at a minimum wear a fucking mask. So that's one thing I don't get. I I I, I watch a lot of politicians go back and forth they they blame all these people in the government for not doing anything but it's just like well when they try to do something you go we're not doing that you know you don't want mandates you don't want vaccines and then you you blame other people because you die or you get sick it, it, it makes no sense and that's what i'm learning to really not even argue with these people anymore man people like that because when you really sit down and think about it it's all self-imposed uh it's all self-imposed you know, you you can't complain that no one's helping you, that the government isn't doing anything or, or no one's helping or this guy has this more deaths on his hand. This this doctor is, is trying to kill people. And when 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 they suggest things that you just you combat it at every. At every turn. I, 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 I it, may, it truly makes no sense when you really step back and think about it. Every option that they these people have been given, nope, 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 nope. I'm not doing that. That's stupid. I don't want a mandate. I'm not getting the vaccine. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. And then you turn around and go, why are people dying? What are you doing to help? It, it truly makes no sense. Only stupid fucking people do that. You have to be really fucking dumb 
So, 2022, I am not arguing arguing with dumbass fucking people. I'm just going to move on with my life. I feel like I've done what I could do. And uh, whatever happens, happens. You know, fuck everybody else. That's how I look at it. If you're willing to put your life on the line, God bless you. Hey, I'm not going to feel bad. And uh, I will make fun of you, especially if you were a super, super anti-vac. I'm going to make fun of you. If you die, I'm going to make fun of you. <laughs> this is what it is, man. Why not? Huh? Ah, man. Um, I'm excited about this year. I feel like uh, I got some irons in the fire. I just got to stay focused. I got to stay. Um, I got to stick to my goals. And just just keep that fire burning. I, I I got so much going on in my head right now and just trying to get it all organized. It can feel very overwhelming. But I know once I get it down on paper or on my phone or wherever and I actually see what I got going on and all uh, the dates and all this kind of stuff, I'll feel a lot better. So that's definitely something I'm trying to work on this year is um, be more organized and be more pointed and be more um, uh, just uh Goal-oriented with a, you know, just, I can't, I don't, I don't know the word I'm looking for. I, just more purpose. Instead of just kind of being out here, just getting gigs, trying to patch things together. I just really need to have a, 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 a purpose and attainable goals and reasonable, uh, attainable goals are a, a big thing for me. You know, they are a confidence builder. Uh, they make you feel good and, and it makes me feel like I can tackle bigger projects. So that's what I'm working on is just having attainable, reachable goals um, and trying to re remain positive. That's that's all I can do. You know, I, I know I spoke about it a while ago. A few months ago, I was in the best mental headspace I was I had been in in years and I don't know how I got out of it. You know, I I, uh, I I will admit I might have buried my head in the sand in a little bit. Maybe maybe it was just thing that thing of uh, ignorance is bliss. But uh, I have to find that balance of keeping myself informed, but also uh, not getting so wrapped up in, in caring so much about all this stuff that it starts to uh, affect me. But it's just I don't know, man, just stupid people really fucking piss me off. And I had to tell myself this year that I can no longer do it. There's nothing I can do for other people. Nothing. All I can do is try to be the best person I can be and uh, do my part and try to raise a, you know, thoughtful, uh, mindful son who thinks for himself, but uh, but also uh, is willing to do what he has to do to make sure his fellow citizens in this country are, are safe and um, and can do the things that he is also doing, going to the store, all, all that type of shit, man. So it's it's, it's not easy. It's not easy, but I'm working on it. And the more I raise my son, the more I see like I'm, I'm kind of like uh, raising myself again. <laughs> it's, it's very weird. I know I've said that before, but uh, that's where I am. So, um, yeah, man, um, I told myself I'm going to I'm going to play more video games this year. I think I said that already. But uh, oh, you know what? I, I forgot to mention uh, at the last podcast is um, we finally did our barbershop show at the southern and it was great i had a lot of fun man it was me uh dow my boy my boys dow ray uh cutter bear and our friend crystal and oh fernando and we just we got up on stage it was a little 
it was a little weird at first, you know, people getting comfortable, but once everybody kind of settled in, we had some a, a great conversation about relationships and and um we just we just asked questions of each other that uh we have been meaning to ask uh others before just about relationships. Hey, how come this happens? Um when women do this or when guys do that, what is this all about? And uh, we, we had some great back and forth. We had a lot of laughs and uh, people asked some really cool questions. And and uh, we're going to do it again. We're actually going to do it again February 23rd. And we're uh, we're going to grab a couple different stylists and just a few barbers from, from the, the shop. And we're going to do it again. We're going to talk love, relationship, uh, you know, just social stuff, trending topics, all that kind of stuff. And uh, see where it goes. A, a lot of people enjoyed the show. They were like they said they wanted to see more of it, and we're doing more. We're gonna do it again, February twenty third. I'm, I'm I'm pretty excited. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just really trying to diversify and and just try different things uh, that I'm interested in. Like I would love to host a talk show. That would be fun. And and this is this is uh, me uh, giving that a shot. And you know, just trying to form panels, trying to come up with good questions and topics and. And it's fun. I love steering the conversation. Uh, I love to hear what people have to say. I love people's questions. And uh, I, it's just a, it's a lot of fun. And I'm hoping it's something that can grow into uh, a regular show. And, um, yeah, just to, just to have something that was different to do, to be on stage, to talk into a microphone, but it's not just me telling jokes all the time. Just, just being comfortable on stage in different, um, in different roles. You know, just learning those different uh, – different skill sets, you know, how to uh, keep a conversation going, how to steer people back on topic, how to control people on a panel, stuff like that. Just, I don't mean control in, in a bad way, but just trying to get in, getting things back on the rails. I think that's a big, a, a big skill to have. And speaking of that, I don't watch this podcast, but I saw a clip about a week and a half ago. And I will admit my initial assessment of this, of this clip was wrong. And it's from a uh, this podcast called Fit and Fresh, and they basically claim that they call they turn guys from simp's to pimp's. And if you saw both of these guys, both these niggas lame as fuck, okay, uh, very lame dudes. And um, here's the scenario: it's it's about seven people on a podcast uh, sitting around a U-shaped table, and these women are, are having a side conversations, and and the guy hosting the show gets pretty upset. And he's like, hey, man, I've told y'all several times to stop with the side conversations. It's distracting and it's hard to uh, pay attention to the show. And one of the ladies go, man, you're really mean. And, and it just devolved into um, just bickering back and forth. And eventually this woman, uh, Asian doll, I'm not really aware of who she is. So she might be a, a, a rapper or something. But she eventually, uh, after having words with the guy back and forth, she just walks off the show. And my initial assessment of like, this is bullshit. This is his show. If you can't go to the show and, and be quiet and, and just listen to the host, then you probably shouldn't go on. It doesn't. And I noticed, too, in the comments, people are like, no one knows who he is. I've never heard his podcast. Uh, you know, this is men trying to control women. And I was just like, that's not what this is at all, man. It's just people are talking on the show and they need to just be quiet. I mean, it's, just have respect for the host. And I hate that thing, too, where a more famous person will go on somebody else's show and be rude. And then people go, Oh, you should just be glad. It's just like, no, being rude is being rude. Don't do that. But then I go, uh, do a little bit of research. 
and I look into these guys, and it turns out that these guys really do have issues with black women. Uh, I saw a few clips. Uh, I saw a clip where they're like, "Oh, we don't, we don't, we don't, we're not down with the brown. We don't date uh, uh, Quinishas and we, you know, all this kind of stuff. We don't really deal with black women and their attitudes and all this kind of stuff." And that made me really change my whole perspective and attitude on that on that clip. It's like these guys have a history of just dogging black women. They don't like black women. Uh, they are clearly biased towards black women. And my thing is, look, we all have a preference, and that's go- that's completely fine. If you choose to be with whoever, that's on you. But for you to get on your podcast and just dog out black women when both of your mothers are black, I think that's fucking bullshit, man. That is a bunch of bullshit. And my thing is, it's like now, now I really see you as just using these these women who have a bigger platform than you for clout. You don't even like black women. Stop having them on your show. If you think all oh, black women are so ghetto, loud, rude, disrespectful, don't have them on your show, man. Yeah, those, those niggas are super whack. Super whack. Now, does that excuse people t- uh, talking, doing the podcast? No. But he's had other people on who were being just as rude, if not even more rude. Uh, and he said nothing to these people. But when black women get on there, you want to buck up on them. It's like, come on, man. Again, you, we, we should all be respectful. But these guys clearly just have an attitude with black women. And I hate that shit, man. Like I, and when I when I was single, I would never date a woman, a, a white woman that only dated black dudes. It's like that's a that's fetishizing. I felt like it's not even about me. It's about my aesthetic. And when the new cooler, hipper aesthetic is established and I and I no longer fit that, you're just going to move on to the next dude that has the uh, the fucking hair or tattoos you like. So I, I just. Yeah, I just those niggas was, was super fucking lame, man. If, if you don't like whack black women. Stop it. Stop putting them on your show. OK. Stop it. Um, last week, this is this is a heavy yep, I guess. Last week was the anniversary of uh, January 6th, and I'm not even going to get into that shit again, man. I, I, I'm, I'm really not. But, uh, you know, um, that that is my that is my line with people. You can have all the opinions you want. Uh, but if, if you're a person who really feels like January 6th was OK, like nothing really happened, it wasn't that bad. I, I cannot fuck with you. Uh, as a veteran, as an American, I, 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 you and I are no longer friends. That, that's my red line. And some people will go, some people might think that's wrong. But, hey, I have standards. I have my um, my beliefs. And guess what? That's something that does not mesh with me at all. And I can I cannot associate with that. I don't care how long I've known you. I don't care what your relationship is to me. If you truly feel, believe that that was OK, I cannot fuck with you. Especially if you are a person who had everything to say about uh, the protests that went on uh, the summer that that summer, like, and I get it. I've always condemned riots, man. I don't. I don't think that's how you solve things. Um, I don't make ex- excuses for people, but at all, I see why all these riots have happened. People are fucking pissed off. People are mad. People feel voiceless, and it's, it's But to me, that's not how you handle shit. I understand the mob mentality. I understand how shit gets out of control. Somebody breaks a window and now you know, now you know, I mean, I'm sorry. The next thing you know, 
all hell is broken loose. I, I understand that dynamic of it. Uh, that that is human nature, but it's it's really no excuse for it. I would never excuse any of uh, the rights anywhere else, and I'm definitely not going to excuse uh, fucking January sixth, man. I, I I just I just cannot. Um, and yeah, it's just the fact that people are still trying to uh, paint this out to be just oh these are just you know very patriotic people who got a little out of hand and it really wasn't that big a deal. Fuck that. After after all the shit that happened, you, you, they would see one chair get knocked down during a protest. And next thing you know, my Facebook feed was just filled with, oh, peaceful, huh? Oh, look at this, peaceful. And then you want to turn the blind eye to this shit? I, I can't do it. So people can say that's closed-minded, weak, or, or whatever it is, but that's my line. I, I can't associate with people like that. That's that's not cool to me. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it did bring, bring back a lot of memories. And then just seeing some of these police officers and, and uh, politicians talk about it. It was a very, very scary day. And a lot of people just don't want to admit that shit, man. They, they, they really don't. And I, and I get it. A lot of them can't because you were looking down from your high horse for so long, talking all this shit. Oh, we never do this. We don't do that. And then now, and one day within three hours, every single thing you said you never did, would never do, would never stoop to was done. And I would say it was ramped up uh, tenfold due to its location. I, I just, I just think this this whole thing is absolutely hilarious. Where when Trump won, it was just like, get over it. She lost. He's your president, and here we are, over a year since Biden has been elected, and you have those same people like, he's not my president. It's just, and it's just like you can't get over that the fact that this guy lost. It's just, just the irony in all of this is fucking hilarious to me. I, I love watching it all collapse and and um and fall. I I really do. I love this. I love seeing what Dr. Fauci did to um Rand Paul, calling him out, saying that the only reason why he's calling him a liar and he's killing people is to make money. And he had nothing to fucking say about it. Nothing. I love it, man. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. It makes my dick hard. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking I hate oh God. I don't even want to get into it. I can't. I said I wasn't gonna do it. I said I wasn't gonna do it. Um all right. This this one this one really pissed me off. I saw a news article uh saying that <laughs> this is this is more funny than anything. That yet another American institution has been destroyed by Biden. Um, and they were talking about Little Caesars hot and ready pizzas. First of all, to call Little Caesars an American institution, you must be out of your goddamn mind. Little Caesars is one of the worst pizza places on this earth. And to call it an institution. And the reason why they said that it was it, it's been ruined is because the price went up. And I'm thinking like, oh, they're no longer seven dollars. I mean, five dollars. What are they? Seven, eight fifty, nine dollars? No, five fifty-five. And in this article, they're like, uh, they're saying uh, church church youth groups and baseball teams across the country are hurting. They're just leaving them in the wind. They're just they can't afford these pizzas anymore. Say say you bought ten pizzas. 
What is that? If you bought 10 pizzas at $5, that's 50 bucks. Five fifty-five. You what? You, you're talking about another eight eight bucks, maybe. I don't want to do the math. Oh, actually, it's another five fifty. Fifty-five times ten, five fifty. So you're saying that these 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 places are just decimated because they can't afford to pay an extra five dollars and fifty-five cents. Little Caesars, I mean, to the fact that we only give children that pizza should tell you how shitty that pizza is. That is, it's not an institution, okay? It is not. It is the bottom of the food, it is the bottom of the food period, pyramid for poor people. That's their basis of their diet. Little Caesars hot and ready's. 55 cents. They made it seem like the world was ending because these shitty pizzas cost 55 cents more. If anything, I think that's that's fair. I sh- I don't I don't think poor people should have to should have to eat that shit anyway. They should actually make it too expensive for them to eat cuz it's because it's killing them. But I'll say all that to say I have destroyed many of Little Caesars hot and, hot and Ready pizzas. But they are absolutely terrible. But to call that place an institution, it's like, come on, man. Come on. You, you've you never really, you've never been to a party with adults and was like, yo, we should really get some Hot and Readies. Okay? If, you, if you're out with a bunch of adults somewhere at a, at a house party and they're like, yo, we should get Hot and Ready pizza, leave because the meth and all that shit is about to come out. Heroin. You're probably actually in a heroin den. That's what heroin addicts eat. It's $5 hot and fresh pizzas, hot and ready pizzas. It's not a goddamn institution. Little Caesars is terrible. So please stop it with that bullshit. Fucking Little Little Caesars is a is an institution. <laughs> okay. Um so like I said, I got a lot of stuff coming up this month. Uh, I'm pretty excited. Tomorrow I will be at the, wait, is today one? Yes, today's Wednesday. I'll be at the DC Improv. I'm on my man Tim Miller's show, Read the Room. It's a crowd work, show. I'm exci- crowd work show. I'm excited about that. And next week we are doing host battle back in DC, January 19th. That's a Wednesday, 7.30. Tickets are $10 on sale right now. Go to the website if you live in that area. Come out and check it out. And we're, we will be back here in I'm sorry, in Stroudsville, January 21st, doing our first installment of Host Battle. Uh, We got a great lineup in D.C. Um, I got a bunch of my buddies from D.C. coming down here to do the show. It should be a a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. That is January 21st, 8 o'clock. Tickets are on sale for that as well. If you just want to check out the Southern website uh, and get tickets for that. And then January 26th, I'm in Stanton, Virginia at this place called Tempest Bar and Grill with Winston Hodges and a couple of my other buddies. My man Khalid Johnson is putting that show on. So I'm doing all this stuff. I'm I'm excited. And, um, oh, so I'll say this and get out of here. And I I, I think I, I finally made a, a – this is my final decision. Um, I know I recorded my crowd work special, quote-unquote, um, a few months ago. 
and I've watched it a few times, and uh, it is not up to par for what I want it to be. So I really don't believe I'm going to release it uh, in its entirety. I think what I'm going to end up doing is just clipping it out and and posting it to my social media. Um, I just at that at that time I had just lost both of my grandmothers. I lost a friend, and just watching it, I just was not in the right headspace. I, I um I was way too in my head, uh, and I just I was not myself on stage. There were a few moments uh, where I felt like uh, I was I was in the in the in the pocket, but overall, uh, it's not what I want to release. Now I'll say this to, to to the people who went, we all had a great time. Uh, it was fun. Uh, people said they really enjoyed it. They would like to see me do something like that again. So I don't think I, I, I don't think I phoned in any any um, performance. But just walking, watching it, I can tell I was I was in my I was in my head. I was not uh, totally present, and I, I don't want to release it. I, I just I don't feel right about it. I don't feel good about my performance. Um, even though, like I said, we everyone there had a good time. Um, I had fun. But I, I just, um, it's not what I want to release, man, if, I, if I'm being honest. And it, it's been weighing on me. I, I was telling myself, oh, you'll be a failure. People are going to talk shit. No one cares if I release this thing or not. No no one's sitting there licking their chops and rubbing their hands together like I'm waiting for Chris's crowdwork special. No one's waiting for it. Um, so I think I'm just going to clip it out and I'm going to do it again. I know exactly what I need to do next time uh, when I film when I film it again. But uh, I want to say thanks to the people who came out. Uh, I'm sorry I'm not going to release it, but it's just it's not up to um, par. And I don't want to unless my guy can put together something where I'm like, damn, this is really good. I just don't see it happening. Um, but with that being said, there's a show. That's the show. Make sure you guys follow me on social media uh, at Chris Allen Comedy. Uh, and uh, Happy New Year one last time. And, and let's get it this year, everybody. All right. Peace. I'm out.